It doesn't. I drink beer. It doesn't make me queer. Yeah. yeah. I sort of. I sort of remember. Even though my mom. Oh yeah. I drink beer. It doesn't make me queer. Yeah. Yeah. At least yeah. that's what my mom told so, me. That's what my mom but said. But she always lied to me. Lied Ever to since me. she left her husband <laughs> for a younger man, <laughs> he's older than my brother. <laughs> But younger than my sister, <laughs> and now she's with another mister. That's a lot of information. It is, yeah. Hello and welcome back to Boys Gone Wild. We are deep, deep, thick into lockdown. So thick that uh, I do not know what life was like before. Uh, the mania of the last two episodes, I think, has died down as the kind of the kind of realization that this is our reality has kind of set in. So that's kind of thing where you know how I'm feeling. It doesn't. Re- it's not really relevant. It's kind of like this is just what reality is. So mm. I haven't really had any sort of mm. bad feelings about what's going on because what's going on is what's going on. How mm. are you doing, Drew? Yeah, let's not skirt around the subjects. Uh, Bradley <laughs> Walsh has completely <laughs> changed his fucking personality on the chase. Go on. So I've been watching it for the last couple of days. Uh, it's on every night, by the way. Remember, the, we might have some new listeners. So what? Uh, a couple of episodes ago, I did a fairly scathing review of Bradley Walsh's personality in general. You called him a cunt at least twelve times. Yeah, was it twelve? About Fuck, that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think um, a hack was the best thing I've said there, actually, because it was the most addictive of who he is. Um, and you think cunt was too far, but you take it back to hack. I wouldn't. I'd take back uh, like six of the cunts. There's <laughs> only six cunts. But right? I'd add three hacks and one <laughs> shit face. But so ever since uh, I went on that tirade, I'm not saying it's a coincidence because I don't think it is. He has absolutely changed his personality on the chase. Now okay. he's Mr. Happy Go Lucky. Even if you don't get a question right, you're okay with me. And these are new chase episodes. These These are new chase episodes. They're socially distancing. 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 There's a screen between them. So you know it's kind of from a a fairly close period of time. Yeah. Um, So now I hate him even more. Oh, why? Because he's clearly someone. One of the producers has clearly found us on TikTok. One of the Channel 4 producers of the chase. Yeah. They've seen that he's getting negative press that's getting a bit of momentum behind from the, it. the hottest cultural... From the hottest cultural show on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they sat him down and they said, you need to tone it up a bit, Brad. Because tone it you're right. Tone it, tone it up is in the, the politeness. Okay. The polite. <laughs> tone down Bradley the, Walsh would be like... Yeah. Or well, you want to be more what, of a prick. Because that's all he had. <laughs> yeah. So toning up prick equals prick. Um, so now he's really polite. And what I resent about that is he doesn't even have any like integrity. No, he doesn't have integrity. Okay, that's right. number Because he's trying to make me look like a nonce. Is what he's doing. <laughs> so I know, you, I know your game, Brad. I know you're watching this now, and he's yeah. one of your fucking hack producers yeah. are watching this now. Look, one of the yes men that you've got behind you, and you think you can beat me by suddenly becoming nicer. So then, when people see my hot take on Bradley Walsh, then they go to watch the taste chase, and suddenly he's all happy-go-lucky, lovely, polite, friendly man. Mm. Well, you're not going to make me look like a dick because I'm coming back on and I'm saying, have some integrity and stand by who you really are. Yeah. Well, how's Bradley Walsh been treated? Bradley Walsh has suddenly changed into this character that is a nice man. And the the, the main gripes that I had uh, previously, which I still have about him, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, there's always reruns on the tra- chase of Dave, which we all watch. So um, there's still there's still a lot of evidence of the old Bradley. Exactly. Um, but so now he's suddenly become this chirpy little, mm. uh, little happy uh, munchkin man who... When 
so he used to, whenever it was an obvious question, he'd answer, he'd ask the question, and then in the time limit that they have to answer, he'd go, like, oh, you got this. Of course you got this. Easy, easy. Which, as I said, is the most annoying thing someone can do. Yeah. Now he's like this consoling mother, mother's shoulder to cry on character. Just to, like switch yeah. on a dime. He's, How many episodes has this been for? Is this just today? Honestly, it was the episode after we released the podcast. The episode okay. after we released the podcast. Yeah. And I, I just don't think there's a coincidence in that. But my my so what i'm saying is yeah bradley i see what your game is i know what you're doing yeah. um but maybe he'll now change it as a result of this podcast of try and find somewhere in the middle which is really all i wanted i wanted bradley to find his kind of synergetic energy. yeah yeah i mean because this has been like um this has become a kind of a trope of you because your your life shifted a bit now so that you're kind of working shifts and you're w- spending a lot of time watching daytime tv and it's like it's taken a big toll on you yeah go on keep going i I will keep going because it's like you know from uh what you know at uni you were like the dj guy you wouldn't get up to like 4 p.m you know whatever but now you're having to get up for work at like 7 a.m well so now i watch this morning and now you have tv on constantly while you're working no there's nothing wrong with it but i'm just saying um you're where, where you would used to get angry at the state you used to be like an ardent communist. Like a lot of your your rants would be about politics. Now you get up, <laughs> you get up early. Oh, finish it, mate. Yeah, if you, you get start, up early. And I feel, yeah, I feel. I don't, it's not my place to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. I feel that some of the your um, kind of almost violent aggression towards date. <laughs> No, keep going. Towards, Sorry, day, towards daytime TV host has actually come from resentment of your job. You know, you're sitting there because you're doing that while you're working as background stuff. And I feel a lot of the the vicious anger. I don't I don't know if you hate Bradley Walsh, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, well, your mum's a bitch. <laughs> well, well, that see, it's that that sort of. I don't know. I feel like this shows the kind of unhinged you, you're becoming. Yeah, um, that is absolutely true in every. But it's word. it's it's kind um, of the effect of late capitalism on on yeah, one's yeah, individual yeah. mind. We've yeah we've spoken about that at length, yeah. and I think. But right, so it's a combination of that uh, with also being disposed to these programs sure. more so than recently, which is a shift thing. Yeah. Um, I think shifts are quite handy for me in life, in my mental health, handy sure. for the old mental health because. Um, when you're getting like it stops me I, I physically can't stay up and drink and DJ until like 5am in the morning mm. which was a frequent thing now I have to go to bed so at least there's that um, but then you find yourself now because I work I work and watch sure. and then there's nothing that you really you don't want to put when you're working you don't want to put on something that you really want to watch no. but you don't want to put on something terrible Yeah. but you end up putting on something terrible Sure. so I watched this morning Yeah. and it's quite it's it's a fascinating I, but I feel like when you watch, when you're watching a program like this morning, what you're Are saying you seeing to a yourself, new world? What, yeah, I am. Yeah. And what you're saying to yourself is I'm doing this to access the cultural zeitgeist. Um, but a lot of it, you're not really going into it. You like to think you're a scientist going into a jungle. But before you know it, you're screaming at Bradley Walsh. <laughs> Call out this tax fraud for the scum he is. Um, Fattest woman in the UK. She's a what are you thinking ghost lives in your house grow up and then complaining to Ofcom when when one of them says the word negro do you think do you think um do you think um because before before i i i i think we both had conversations of like who complains about anything on tv who the mm. fuck do you think you have a better understanding of where complaints no. might come from no no still no, no. because what the fascinating thing about Ofcom complaints is that the <laughs> 
the vast majority of Ofcom complaints come to the most vanilla TV shows on the sure. planet. <laughs> so this morning, we'll probably get the most complaints because that's where you get all your people who would complain into one viewing <laughs> structure. The best, the thing I like the most about this morning is I, I was, because I, before I had to get up in the morning, yeah. I wasn't familiar with morning TV. Or morning in general. Or, as the, as the, or the sun <laughs> rising rather than setting. Yeah. But so now I would, I was always, yeah, confused about it. And so I, I'd, most of the clips you see go viral would be Piers Morgan and um, his first mate, uh, Susanna his, Reed. His first, his first mate. Woo! Yeah. Um, on the ship that is this mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. Um, so I would thought I just thought that had been put off air or something because yeah. I knew it was on ITV. But this mm. morning with Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby, it's also on ITV. Um, but that's for your six a.m. I think I think it starts at like six a.m. Okay. till ten. So that's a different breed. Maybe six till nine. Yeah. So then that's the stuff I was expecting when I was kind of diving into morning TV shows. Sure. Um, but then I was greeted with there's a ghost in your house has been that's been a segment almost every day really someone that thinks a ghost is in the house <laughs> is there ever a ghost well that Philip and Scott, <laughs> Philip and I have a good old laugh about at, at the expense of these guys really um, I can't tell you if there's a ghost or not okay um, but so you get well, the morning TV is hilariously uh, kind of put towards the different time frames of the morning because between six and nine you're getting your professionals getting up to go to work and they'll chuck it on just while they're having their coffee yeah whereas this morning takes on exactly this morning takes on the 10 a.m till 1 p.m or 12 p.m people that's when you start getting into the real that's when you start looking (laughs) at cat surfboarding (laughs) and that is that's what i've been receiving yeah um so the but that's where your Ofcom complainers yeah, are at because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got it's midweek they've got time <laughs> and resentment resentment there's a lot of, like, yeah, a lot of things haven't worked out yeah exactly know? yeah so now but also I feel bad because if you're in a, a complainer if you if you want the world to be a certain way you probably retreated to this morning as your last defense but so you no wonder it at the no, same but time. No, no wonder you're complaining because everything else in culture has become f- obviously you you cannot deal with reality <laughs> at all. So so the last offence you have to go for is the most vanilla thing. So why wouldn't you complain? If this morning's all you've, if this morning was all I had, I would be complaining to Ofcom every day. <laughs> well, it's just someone to talk to. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, it's Ofcom. a relationship. You yeah. know, if you're if you're like you know if you're like old and single and lonely, it, you can kind yeah. of simulate the idea of having an argument in a relationship yeah. when you're like expecting things from. Yeah, things. no, exactly. Because yeah. but then the complaints so. I've now kind of watched it and now I can get the So you, when, you know when you see the uh, Ofcom have received this many complaints, it's a, a classic news yes, article. Yeah. Um, so now I can actually put some context to it because I've been watching the show live. Yeah. And a big one recently was um, because there was complaints about they get a chef on every day who will cook something different. Um, and there was complaints about because he did like a cheese toasty, mm. um, but he did a kind of a cook, prof- a professional cook yeah. chef spin on yeah. it. Um, to add some different things to show you what you can do at yeah. home with an average yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of meal. Yeah. And they got thousands of complaints because uh, they don't want to be looking at someone making a toasty. Can you do something a bit more interesting? I mean, that, that's that's more like a taste thing. That's not like exactly. A, yeah, but then I, I respect those ones I, more because I think as what opposed they're to being like black man on telly, like it's much <laughs> better being like well, we those, cook yeah, something more yeah. than a toasty. <laughs> well, what those com- those complaints are really inwards um, because what they're worried about there is. They're insulted by this morning's producers <laughs> thinking that the general demographic of the show is people who can't cook a cheese toasty. Yeah. So then instead of complaining at the chef, they're complaining yeah. at themselves. Yeah. 
yeah, and that's I, and that's I think that's my piece. Yeah, I I I definitely uh, agree. Uh, I've I've started well. I, something that I I talked about with when BB came on um, is that I feel there's certainly been there's like a like an infantilization with lockdown where we yeah. all kind of because the world's become so bleak, we've all out of defence mechanisms sort of retreated into like warm childhood nostalgia so yeah, like yeah i've been yeah. watching anime i've been you know yeah playing playstation games it's like putting you- on your old school uniform <laughs> <laughs> i've been putting on my- <laughs> yeah, I've been- <laughs> yeah the ones with little shorts yeah the shorts yeah <laughs> and the high socks are garters <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, I think we're all doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, we're all doing it. it. (laughs) I'm doing it. Because it's, yeah, it's just like retreating into a, and if if you are doing that, it's the time to do it. It's completely understandable. You know, normally, if if life was reality, you'd kind of be pushed to like, I don't know, branch out. But you can't, there's just too much shit happening that you have to sort of retreat into things that make you feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've started eating sugary cereals sometimes. Just like all these Which things. Ones? Well, we I had well we we me and BB had um, cinnamon Graham's. I don't know what they're curiously cinnamon, which is a terrible change of name. Oh, love those. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not a cinnamon man. Had cookie crisp recently, which Oi. as 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 a no, they bang. No, they don't actually because they 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 should bang conceptually. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh god, a bowl yeah. of cookies. cookies. Yeah. yeah, with milk. They taste like shit. Then don't taste like cookies at all. And also. They're one of the cereals, which just happens with most sugary cereals, which is what's mental about sugary cereals, which is yeah. why I, it was crazy that any kids got given them because they, they're they just the worst thing you can ever have in the morning. You could say they're cereal killers. Oh, um, that's good. That's solid. But can you come? No, no. Can you? Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, but yeah, I I do I I had a bowl of cookie crisps and it it literally ruined my day. It genuinely <laughs> what, it, it was like, like a sugar it crash. Just, it, I had a bowl and it was like oh me and people were like oh this would be fun if I, you know it's just like oh I've loved cookie crisps and it was like a, a like a thing oh this isn't great. You got to spice it up in a relationship. Yeah, you can't, you can't see. You, we've been trying everything. It's not working. Sort of brown flakes. Yeah, and then we, I was like oh this is fine and then as soon as we finished it. We just were horrible to each other. We felt awful. It was literally like I'd got rugby tackled. And then we realised it's fucking Cookie Crisp. Yeah, I, can, I like the image of you guys <laughs> pottering downstairs. Yeah. Oh, I love Cookie Crisp today. That would be a bit of a change. And then coming back and saying, I've never loved you. <laughs> yeah. I never. I don't get on with your mum. Yeah, we don't fight, but we do if we have sugar crashes. And it's just like, there's something... Yeah. yeah, it's a crazy thing to feed to kids. Like, yeah, just, in the morning, it's just the worst possible. It's the worst setup yeah. for your day, giving you like a rush of energy from if you have them at nine, rush of energy till ten, then crash at eleven. At school, and then you're ten. <laughs> at school you just become a miserable dick. Uh, what co- sugary cereals I do love, um, but they're great for like an after, like a midnight snack. That's what they should be advertised for. They're not. I hate it when they're like whole grain and showing like a family and like yeah, yeah. Get, start your day right. Start your day right by fucking yourself. Look, fam- the nuclear family doesn't exist. No one eats breakfast together anymore. <laughs> it's gone. It. It's gone. I often feel alienated when we have um, cereal uh, talks because I am not a breakfast man. Mm-hmm. I don't. I haven't eaten a breakfast. As in, that's like why you're such a skinny mini bitch. That's why. That's how I keep this figure. <laughs> Download the app from my diet. You smoke cigs. You don't eat breakfast. Exactly. You're basically a supermodel. <laughs> Is it? Well, there, there has to be like you're one. Slicing carbs there has you to be one benefit for all the addictions I have, <laughs> yeah. and that at least means I stay in relatively yeah. good shape. Yeah. Um, 
But um, I had I the only time I did eat cereals is a midnight snack, and it used it was at uni. Yeah. Uh, when we lived in the same house. Mm-hmm. I'll tell a quick story. Actually. Okay. We haven't had story time. We haven't had story time for a long time. Story it's time been just it. constant takes. Yeah. Just take off. Let's, take. Look, let's, everyone, let's, take your shoes off. <laughs> kick back. There's going to be no angle. Up. We're not going to pull the wool out from your eyes. This it's is going to be a sweet be anecdote. Heartwarming soup of a story. So I, we, me and Horatio used to live uh, in the same house in, yeah. well, all, all well, throughout uni other yeah. than first year. But yeah. second year is the one I'm talking to. And second year was a house um, that Horatio insisted that we, we lived in that house with uh, his friends from first year. Um, his flat from in, first year. Instead of my flat. They were first. friends at the time. Yeah. <coughs> um, instead of my friends, who have turned out to be the people we're living with now. Um, yeah, but Horatio so. was insistent. I, f- I feel there's something else happening in that story. But Horatio, at, the moment, there's, there's at the moment, it sounds like I'd made a mistake, but I'm pretty sure something else. There was, there was definitely another factor, but you go on. Mm, so they no, found no, because really it wasn't. Nice it, okay. They found a really nice house, and I was all like, "It's not about material possessions." It's it wasn't a success. I'll admit that, but I'm not sure it was as like cut and dry. So I, because Horatio <laughs> could be very insistent, and sometimes just to shut him up, you have to go along with what sure. he's saying. So yeah. I went in this house um, yeah. with these people who I've met quite a few times. They were nice. Much. They were nice, but yeah. they hated me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they hated me as well. I about. was the devil in that house, mm. mostly because I'd have people over and we'd stay up later than 10 p.m. No, it was because it, it was the it was the cleanliness was the main thing. Well, the, the cleanliness was yeah. mostly well, our rooms were abominable. Abom- yeah, that was the that was so- that was something else. Like we managed in in second year, we managed for a pretty good price to get this beautiful house that's mm. like been split up into apartments. There was like this old Victorian sort of like as in disgustingly terrace- gorgeous. Yeah, to like a d- Victorian terrace mansion which. In the toilet, it had like a the 1851 census where it had all the servants' names. So it was like, yeah. and it'd been split up into three flats, and we had one huge one, beautiful big garden. It was like a gorgeous yeah. house, and for, no, um, for nothing, and for nothing, for nothing. And then it was we, that was we were place. so unhygienic, and you know we were kids. Um, I, it was literally, it looked like the, you know, the mansion in Fight Club. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's what it kind of looked yeah, like. It's kind of like, Dick, or like Mrs. Havisham's house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and with the kind of schizophrenia that went along with that. Yeah. yeah anyway. <laughs> sorry. That's a different, that's a different story. Yeah. Um, so they, right. I was not, they, I didn't know them that well. And they'd all, it was your flat from first year and yeah. me. Yeah. So I came into this house. They didn't know me that well. I got on with the the downstairs boys, basically. Yeah. Uh, Thomas the beer beer engine shout out is one of the best human beings on the planet. Yeah. So just with Thomas the beer engine, it is an interesting thing. I actually came up with the nickname and it stuck. His name is Thomas, and then he used to drink beers. And I was like, yeah. I made a joke on the first day, Thomas the beer engine. Then everyone started calling him beer engine. Then beer engine got shortened to. Benjin, Benjin, and, and then, then Benjin got short to Benji, and before I know it, I'd see I, I didn't speak to him for like a year, yeah. and I'd see his friends calling him Benji, and his I've managed his name had managed to change from a normal name to another normal name yeah. through this ridiculous. Well, it's one of these perfect nicknames that <laughs> just it, it encapsulates him in everything. Yeah. It was a beer engine, yeah. and any any nickname that comes from that is absolutely <laughs> applicable. Yeah. Um. So I was in this flat where they didn't really know me that well, mm. and um, the outsider, and it started off all right. Um. But then, as I say, the um. Due to hygiene, loud music, late nights, mm. and friends over, it kind of deteriorated pretty quickly. Hygiene's the main thing, but go on. Yep. I think it was the late nights. Okay, you can, yeah. Um, but then, so it was 
essentially 75% of the people in the house mm-hmm. dislike me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to, this was in my, uh, back in my smoking days of the old uh, marijuana puff puff, uh, yeah. Snoop Doggy Dog kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Yeah. Um, so the, the only, ba- the, the link here was cereal. The only time I'd have cereal would be... Um, That's sort of what I implied when I said midnight snack, is it? When you're high. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But look, because you imply things. So yeah. I come right out and say. <laughs> so I would have, uh, in my, again, my looser days before I had to... Uh, make money yeah. i would then i'd have very late night snacks yeah and it would always be cereal but because i was on the bottom floor basically the nearest person to the kitchen yeah i would always go in the kitchen naked <laughs> oh yeah as, as we discussed on the podcast andrew does has extraordinary confidence body confidence there's exactly. body dysmorphia which is a, is <laughs> a very my body confidence is a form of body dysmorphia <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we're both fairly body confident i'm no, i'm not knowing there as much but like, I, I don't have any issues with it but i don't get it out like i'm i'm body confident where i don't have insecurities but i'm not body confident where i'll just whack my balls out um yeah. really i nearly. don't whack my balls out <laughs> but you just but have- i won't sh- if i'm like if i've just come down from the shower and i'm downstairs and my yeah. room is downstairs and if i'm getting changed i'm not gonna shut my door yeah yeah yeah, yeah. if you get it if you get a glimpse, you get a glimpse. We'll have a if good you think about, about the body dysmorphia that um, both men and women are suffering from en masse with this generation, yeah. Andrew is a huge anomaly where it's gone so far so the far other way. The other way. <laughs> so, so far the other way. So far. So with... So, there, there was... We were in a... It was nine people actually in the house, I think, around that. I can't... I can yeah, tell nine, you everyone. It was nine, it was nine, yeah. Because I actively avoided half of them for sure. a lot of it. So I and they avoided I'd, us. Yeah. Um, but so there was one night that I went into the kitchen to get my cereal and I was pouring... Um, I was holding my holding a bowl of Cheerios out. I just sprinkled some sugar <laughs> on. Start bothered naked. And I was just pouring... And I remember because I was, I was really high. So I was, I was pouring milk in it. And you know when you pour something and you like get a lot of pleasure from yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Well, yeah, you've got to enjoy every, every you aspect. you really high with it. And you let it kind of drop down from a fire. Like, I'm still hitting the bowl. I am a king. And I was doing that. And at my highest point, I just hear the door open. And it was the meekest lady in our flat. <laughs> and I, who I, who really, we really didn't know each other. I mean, we were flat. We lived in the same house, but we had no knowledge of each other whatsoever. And I was at the highest point there. And with my serum, I just looked, looked behind me, caught, we caught eyes. And all I could say was, I'm really sorry. <laughs> and she just went, I'll come back later. And that was it. And then I finished making my cereal and then went back in and went to bed. <laughs> that is hilarious. I mean, that reminds me of the day we were moving out of that flat. Oh. So like tensions had got incredibly high. Um, you know, they had some fair points, but in general, we ju- the, the thing was we weren't meant to live together. We just weren't, yeah. we just weren't the right people. And I became a bit of a scapegoat for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But you, also- the, the, I was the worst perpetrator. Yeah, the worst perpetrator. And you got worse and worse the more they just liked you, the more you- Oh, because to- I was like, I'll forget it. Yeah, forget it. I was yeah. like, I've, I've tried. Yeah. We just weren't meant. It's just that's what happens in, in uni a lot. Anyone who's looking to go to uni, often this happens in mo- most of my friend groups uh, of people I know at uni. They've ended up living with people they weren't meant yeah, to live yeah. with. You when you're living it's with like six, when you're living with six people who don't know who they are, they discover who they are. And yeah, you're like, yeah. Oh, I don't like who you find out who you are. Yeah. Um, and so near the end, tensions were we, the relationship has got so bad that um, they'd take they'd got they'd bought their own oven upstairs so they wouldn't, wouldn't have to come downstairs to cook. It got reached was the it, point was where it they were an like. Oven? Yeah, I think or some sort of yeah. way of cooking food. They'd created a kitchen where there wasn't one. Yeah, exactly. So in was, order to yeah, not come across us, to not to not run into us, and then um, 
on the uh, last day when everyone's moving out, uh, I was. We'd. I think we. All of our parents were coming to pick us every, up. All our parents pick it up. We'd had a fairly big night. I was lying in bed. Me, my and Andrew's rooms were right next to each other, and Andrew, uh, as he was like to do in the morning, was uh, DJing with his headphones in. I think you were topless. You're smoking, and you're like properly going for it, um, blaring music in your headphones, and then I just hear. Um, one of our flatmates' mothers, like, where is he? Where is he? And like, <laughs> another flatmate saying, he's there, he's there, he's there. And then her, like, going to bang on the door. And our other flatmate was trying to pretend that we weren't there. And she kept knocking and, like, kept saying, like, I'm going to sue you for how Banging on my door. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to sue you. And I'm lying in bed just hearing her screaming. Horatio's panicking. Meanwhile, I'm going, and I'm lying in bed, like, oh shit. And I had no then, idea that this was happening. And then um, she finally gave up to like moose and stuff for her daughter. And then <laughs> Andrew, just like after doing like an hour's set, was like, right, I need a smoke break. Took his headphones off, w- walked outside, was smoking a cigarette. Still, still and then top, I messaged top, him like... Topless in my flip-flops. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, red alert, red alert. Because no, um, I hadn't seen my phone. Because yeah. I because I was like, I'll check when I have a smoke to see if I've got any messages. And they were like 20 from Rachel going, what the fuck is happening? What's going on? What are you going to do? What are you doing in there? And I messaged you like, what? I think I just went, what? Question mark. And then you told me everything that happened. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> you were stuck outside. I was stuck outside. Because you couldn't walk Because I'd crossed the barrier. Because otherwise you'd have a mother trying to sue you. Yeah. So then I ran back into your room. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is she gone? Is she gone? So I ran back into your room. We hit under covers. <laughs> it was just sad. It was like, she gone? It's a yeah. hilarious story. Yeah. It, I feel sad because I... Like, I feel sad because I, f- I don't... I feel bad that I drove someone to tell their mother... <laughs> to, to, to try to sue That you. it was that bad that they're going to sue me. <laughs> like, one, I feel bad then but because they I drove them to that point. Yeah. But then also I look back on that time and I cannot think of anything that would drive them to that point. Yeah, but you wouldn't... Well, the problem is, is that you were both... You bo- were both... I mean, I was bad as well, but you were both bad parties where she was too uptight. She was to, anal. To a, to a, to a, to a, too far, and you were too unuptight. Yeah. And then that was just... Yeah, yeah, Never exactly. exactly. Well, I think about the different conversations we must have had with our mums yeah. about the house because hers would have been a long list of all the things I've done wrong to the extent that the <laughs> yeah. mum wants to sue me. Mum asked me how the flatmates were. I don't think they like me. Well. <laughs> yeah, you got that right for sure. Um, yeah, that was that's story time. That's story time. Jingle. Well done. Um, no, I'm not. Jingle. jingle. No jingle. Um, but yeah, but what I was saying about. Um, the kind of uh, infantilization and watch stuff. We, I've, st- I've started watching Sex in the City. Have you, have you ever watched Sex in the City? I think I've seen one episode. So yeah, it was the one where um, the woman puts the sushi on her body. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I, 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 I've, I'm like eight episodes in. BB's like a mega fan of Sex in the City, and it is fascinating because mm. it is like there's not really anything like it anymore, and it is uh, a really interesting look into like. It's like, I think it takes place from 1998 to 2004. So mm-hmm. like just like the height of the kind of decadence of the yeah. 90s and the noughties pre-financial crash. Yeah. Um, and it's like... With a mix of feminism. But a, 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 a very specific brand of feminism. Which yeah. Which is like the kind of... It's still super hetero, uh, uh, sexual. It's yeah. super white. It's yeah, super yeah, yeah, yeah. middle class. Uh, it's sure. like... it's like well, upper, Are they upper class? Maybe? Sort of. Maybe well, they're socialites. Yeah. Um, and it's about these four women in their 30s who are single. 
uh, living in New York, uh, having these very like metropolitan lives and like talking about all the minutia. Cause it was something that was very like popular at the time, which is that kind of Nora Ephron, Woody Allen type thing of like, this is what relationships are like, you know, which you don't see anymore, yeah. which is like someone having a, a monologue saying men are like this, women are like this. This yeah. is what you do to get a man. And like the, the appeal is them telling harsh truths mm. about the nature. Yeah. Yeah. There's no harsh truths anymore. Yeah. No one has any harsh no truths. No one wants to take any risk. By no it. one wants to, cause like the, the, the appeal of like when Harry met Sally, <coughs> Sex in the City, Annie Hall, stuff like that, is that someone's just openly saying, here's what the rules are, whether you like it or not, this is what's going on. This is what's going on. It's be both, it good or it's bad. It's funny and advice driven. Yeah, at the same it's like, time. be it good or bad, this is what is the case. Yeah. Um, and no one's dealing with what is the case anymore. They're no. only dealing with what ought to be the case. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Or, um, or the kind of fallout we've had from the decline yeah, exactly. of the case. Yeah, exactly. Because there's no, <laughs> there's been a big decline in the case. Um, and though there are problematic bits, it is quite really interesting to watch uh, just for like, just seeing where we were. And something that really stuck out is one, just how ridiculously lavish and like, uh, unapologetically um, hedonistic it always. Yeah, yeah. But something that's, I, I've definitely noticed this big shift in kind of, because London is sort of similar to New York and they kind of bounce off each other. Um, it, and I'm sure London was pretty similar to where New York was at this point, is that the eligible bachelor in Sex and the City, one, all the men in that show are disgusting. Like, it's always like, even oh, big. Oh, look at this. Big's hot. He's the only big, one I big's, know. Yeah, Big's, big's are hot, but, but yeah. Big's got a bit of charm for sure. Yeah. But in general, it'll be like these kind of really attractive women, uh, intelligent, smart, and they'll be like, oh, look at that guy. And it'll be like a balding guy in a horrible suit and like going, hey, ladies. And like, oh, he's, look, he's all right. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God. And also the fact that the eligible bachelor is always like a city guy. And it was like, yeah. it's a really weird thing where- What is it was... a farmer boy holding beets? <laughs> what? Holding beets, as in beetroots. What? It's never a farm. You said it's always oh, a city I boy. I thought you, you said say, big farmer. Want, I'm saying do you want- no, Sorry, not... I thought you said big, big farmer. <laughs> not a guy holding a syringe. <laughs> No, but it, it's, it was interesting that, because this would this was a, a change that I think it's been definitely for the better, but it's really interesting how it would be like, hey, he, he, he works on Wall Street. And like that's yeah. like a sexy thing. He's yeah. making like 500K for JP Morgan. Because it feeds into the idea that women are after money, which is now- It, well, it feeds uh, into that, but also it was before bankers were like cunts. the death. Yeah. And, but, um, and it was like, they could be called cool, these, and it, it, there's been a huge, it's basically since 2008, basically the Carrie Bradshaw is like a, a, a columnist. She's a writer. Yeah. Um, and they're all in like semi-creative present, present, one's an art curator, one's in PR, but it completely blends with finance in the city. And what's happened since 2008, I've realized is there's been like a, basically bankers aren't allowed to mix with culture in the yeah, same yeah. way so like Soho House is one of these exclusive clubs in London yeah, it was I've set up it, it was set up basically yeah. so there was a club where bankers weren't there so you have yeah. to be doing a vaguely media creative job yeah, yeah. and like that basically shows the shift that's happened from when it would be like he's a cool when guy did, how long has the series gone on for uh, I think it was only till 2005, 2006 or something. So okay. it, was, it, it didn't... I didn't so it kind it, of crashed. It was perfectly in the time. Yeah, it was. Because you'd think if yeah. it... So maybe if it was a couple of series in, mm. when it got to 2008, it wouldn't... It would have been taken off the air and it wouldn't be the cultural phenomenon we'd know yeah. today. Yeah, it's true. It is true. But they, then they did the films afterwards and they took like different routes. But Sex of the City, the thing I... All of the actors yeah. in it, um, they all look like different actors. One of them's Anne Hathaway. Okay. One right. of them, yeah, that's sort of fair. One of them is Julianne Moore. Okay, all right, yeah. The other one's Gillian Anderson. Uh, okay, I mean, these are all right. These are and fine. the other one's Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay, well, yeah. 
Um, I, I, that's sort of all right. I guess so. Yes. Um, but with those four, what I find interesting is there's no, like... Can we focus on my point for a minute? <laughs> I think we've... I, I think know. we haven't dived enough. I get you're talking about the 2008 financial crisis and the decline. Let's dive into it. Let's yeah. dive into Let's so, do a deep dive. <laughs> so why do they all look like those people? What's happening there? Who what does is it, it mean? Who is doing And who's pulling the it? strings? <laughs> Actually, we'll leave that for questions for you guys to think yeah. about while we continue this discussion. Um, but what I've, I've picked up is there's the four of them who are like kind of meant to be, they're all kind of archetype. They, they're all meant to represent different parts of the same woman in some ways. And they're, yeah. But they're all three-dimensional characters and they all have their own foibles and flaws. Apart from Samantha, I think, is who's Samantha, the blonde which, one. The blonde, the blonde one. one. And wait, she, wait, wait. The, blo- the blonde one? The blonde one. Not Sarah Jessica Parker. The, the the sexual okay one. Gillian Anderson my weakest the Gillian shell. Anderson one yeah my weakest shell um and so they all have like complex characters who go have like lots of contradicting things but then Samantha's role in this foursome sex is just she but she has they talk she, about, she has a serious problem that no one's mm. talking about like I'm all for sex positivism but she has she's like older than the rest of them she's like thirty eight and she's like Every single one of her lines yeah. is an innuendo about sex. Yeah. It's her. And she also has no insecurities or neurosis. They all have different neuroses or worries. She has no worries. And she's just fucking people's husbands. Pe- yeah. She's fucking yeah. Uh, waiters. She'll run into a... Um, she'll see a door guy and just... And her storylines are just her fucking everyone. Sex addiction <laughs> is an addiction. <laughs> yes. But it's like her character. It's like... She's just, it's just ridiculous where she like... She has no other traits apart from... And it's always her like... Yeah. Yeah. Talking about like you know that uh, waiter from last night. Yeah, we fucked for like three days, and she's like got no qualms about it. It's like you're 38, babes. Yeah. Like, like just constantly. So she, did you not think she owns it in a kind in a? No, she does. Like, she third own, wave feminism. No, no, kind she of completely owns it. But I'm just saying that or she's second. Such, uh, second, I think. Yeah. Um, she completely owns it, but I. It's just how the lack of dimensions to her character, where she's just this kind of like, and how her friends kind of like never talk about her s- serious problem. Yeah. Like she like hasn't had like a. Think a healthy relationship for the whole time. She's like older than the rest of them, and she's just like fucking like is, twenty. Is like she's fucking like guy. twenty old, twenty-year-old guys. She's always <laughs> fucking the younger fellas, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. But, I but guess like she's random kinda, people, she'll run into. I guess she's the cougar character yeah. in in it. Is, is, does she not that have? Is, I don't know. Is, I haven't seen the rest of it, so maybe there's. there's how some, much have you watched? I've only eight episodes in, so maybe there's. The, it comes with the arc, but okay, yeah. at the moment, she, you're, you're eight episodes in. Are you fucking kidding me? Why? I thought this is like you were six series in and give no, like no, a no, proper no, in-depth no. analysis. Well, maybe, maybe, but <laughs> you were eight episodes. Well, I saw the film which happened afterwards, <laughs> and she was she was making no. she was still the same. I know it's fun just because I expected it to be a lot more. You can make I think with these kind of series you can make pretty legitimate judgments after watching one episode. <laughs> so don't, don't I just expected it to be a couple of series. Though. No, no. Um, Right, but uh, but it is. It, it, I, I think it is worth a, a watch. Um, it is just is to see like nothing like that could ever be made now. Yeah, for some reasons good and some reasons bad. But know? is it because there's been a move away from any kind? Well, actually, there's been a, away from, a move away from home truths. No yeah. one likes home truths. Yeah, well, everyone I think hates ge- a home truth. Everyone, yeah, gender. <laughs> we've moved away from gender home truths. Mm. I feel like people like economic home truths. Okay, because like you're looking at things of like Breaking Bad. Mm. 
or loads of programs of of a similar elk that have come up now. I like that. That is yeah, a, okay. a mad focus on economic home truths. And yeah. these per this person can't afford this, so therefore they're pushed in to do these. Yeah, and this is what things. happens. When this we is let life. This, this deal is, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in Sex yeah. in the City yeah, yeah. time, this is gender. Deal, deal with it. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. this is money. Yeah, deal yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we're not going to touch gender. Exactly. Because it's relative. It is relative. But then the, the problem is, is for like the the vast majority of heterosexual people, it's like that they kind of have no way of- You don't like, speak for me. <laughs> they don't have no way of like discussing any of the dynamics, the confusing dynamics that happen. Yeah. Because by even talking about them, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Implying yeah. that it's like the only thing that should happen. That's what People, I find. I feel like writers are scared about the power they have. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also like, I feel it should be all right for like um, heterosexual writers to write about the 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 dynamics in heterosexual relationships honestly and it not to be like oh so you think we should kill all gay people then <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's always that like yeah it's like oh okay i see how it is yeah. and like the, all these and it, I, I just don't like the way it's sometimes like to to write anything like that you have to like sort of water down the truth so that yeah. and you're not expressing what you actually feel to play to play the devil's advocate here because mm. i do agree mm. um so would it be that there these heterosexual stories aren't worth being told at the moment because they've been so overdone yeah they've been whereas, super overdone to be fair whereas the kind of more minority view in sexuality these 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 identities haven't been done at all yeah but i i think it's just honesty is the key thing so if you're talking about homosexual uh, dynamics it's like honesty and it's also like certain jobs of like comedians or like erudite writers or commentators is here we go this is a good example is like uh, i'm going to bring it back to david hume i'm just warning you now i don't want it's getting exhausting i don't i don't want any fucking backlash it's getting I'm, exhausting I, i'm gonna bring it back to david hume but he he said and Great i don't think he, <laughs> he wasn't david hume i don't think was writing about sex in the city but it is sort of the the shift away from things like sex in the city when harry met sally annie hall is from Hume's is ought distinction, which is the linguistic distinction of like language of yeah. being like, there's like a, a problem where people can't distinguish between statements that are is, mm. which is like talking about what the world is yeah. and statements that ought or what the world ought to be. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so like yeah, when, yeah. when I see things like Sex so in the real. City and stuff, it's like, so I don't real. see a lot of what she says as like being anything like what the world ought this to be. This is what women should be. This is what women should be like. It's just dealing with reality. And I think that's the wrong, like politicians. Uh, how can you politicians, have writing in that kind of yeah. sense without, uh, yeah. without an honesty? It's of, true. This is where it comes to. I'm not, I'm not mm. doing a manifesto. I'm doing a TV program. And you need people to be thinking about ought and like politicians should be dealing with in the ought. This is like what the world ought to be Absolutely. like. But if you're a comedian, especially, and this is my, my issue with a lot of certain comedians who are mm. very moral, Mm. is they, they're dealing in a reality that doesn't exist mm. because they're so focused on how the world should be. And whether that's right or Which wrong- Which is the hang-up. Yeah, and it's like a lot of the time when you disagree with some of these comedians, it's like I, a lot of the points you're raising are really interesting, and funny, but it's not the it's truth. It's funny. It's not funny, <laughs> and it's also not what the, the world's exactly. like. And I feel like because yeah. I feel with when we get yeah. our mass focus on identity yeah. as we have, is that writers who would be, be otherwise maybe really good writers or really good comics or whatever, yeah. is they're focusing so much about what they think they need to be doing. They're changing what they're writing about in terms of if they, they, they're not being honest with themselves about their experience, yeah. they're doing it because they think this is what people want to hear. Or what and they you, think, I don't want to talk about what I see because I, I, I'm scared it will imply that's what I think. Both of those things. Be. Yeah, exactly. 100%. I couldn't yeah. agree more.
And that's and it's just for me. I I always believe, and maybe this is quite limited, but I do think the role of the comedian in like a societal sense should be dealing with what there is. Did you watch that every frame of painting video? Two years ago? <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which one? The comedian is the provocateur. Is it, every but it's a legit painting. one. Every, every, every frame of painting did something as the comedian a provocateur. And sure I, it's every, he hasn't done a video for eight aged, years. Uh, when I say two, it could be twelve. Okay. Um. So he it aged really badly, but he did one on Louis C.K. That's nerd writer. Nerd writer. Same. They're, yeah. they're all the same. Yeah. Thing. yeah. But yeah. But that. Uh, I mean, it's hilarious how that's aged now. Yeah. Because it was all. It was kind of. It's almost a similar argument to separate the art from the artist. Sure. Um. But at the same time, the art is only the artist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So obviously, it's aged badly with yeah. that, just because Louis likes to wank in front of people. Yeah. You know, we all like to wank in front of people. <laughs> we love it. We but love with it. consent. Um, <laughs> but and that's all he was missing. And that's all he was missing. Just that one. <laughs> just that consent. Just that one. Just a, I, all got, he needed to do was got just it right. buy him a drink. Yeah. And then actually form There's a bond. There's nothing wrong with wanking, Louis. There There's is... nothing wrong with wanking in front of people. It's just that little spice of consent. Exactly. Because that's if, a little bit of seasoning you need to put if in. If there yeah. was, I would not be able to be sitting here right now. <laughs> okay? It's not. <laughs> I've got a little swivelly office chair as well, and I like to do when I have um, women in my. Don't worry. Don't look at me as if I'm saying don't go. No, on. I'm looking go at you as like, should I pursue? You should you pursue? Yeah. So the good thing about working from home is. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Um, no, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, you can leave it to your own imagination. Is it going to be that you you enjoy having a high back? I chair? work at home. I'm a sex addict, and I have a swivel chair. <laughs> you do the math. We will leave it at that. So anyway, we'll... should we do, do you want to do the comments or do you want to leave? Oh, the we, comments? we can do. So let's do the comments just so we comments. get some uh, user engagement. Sure. Do you want to get um, it up while I? Do you, I might need a wee. You go for a, yeah, go for a wee. Yeah. So I, I, uh, two two comments um, got because uh, some people think I I delete comments. I've never really deleted comments, uh, but on YouTube they've really cracked down, which is quite weird. Is that if you do Maybe. any swear word or anything, you're, it gets deleted immediately. Yeah. And like annoyingly, because a lot of the concepts we talk about uh, involve swear, swear words inherently. So anyone yeah, engaging yeah. in the in the We're really shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, because there's no way to have like discourse because every time someone mentions something that we've brought up. Yeah, they get uh, banned. They, they get banned. Yeah. So uh, I just want to shout out to these two comments that I got back to back that were from NSing and Bethan Jones. Um, Bethan Jones said on the last episode, real catty dad, messy slut vibes with these outfits. Love it. I like, this is just important that it's like finally, you know, the audience is now starting to get what we're trying to achieve. Like yes. They're kind of understanding it. And then NSing, um, called back to an earlier episode of which I did with Sam Media about the pedo cuck stinky trifecta and when we were discussing about the three types of white man being Craft Ale, Mumford & Sons and Flat Earth he split it into Craft Ale, pedo, Mumford & Sons, cuck, Flat Earth, stinky and to be able to combine two uh, complex con concepts discussed in this podcast and link them together. Absolutely. It's like, this is, it was really quite emotional to see. And sadly, it's like, you know, it's leading to me to nearly wanting to end the, po end the podcast because it's like, the, my work here is nearly done. Yeah, Do you know yeah, people I mean? are getting it. <laughs> people are I getting mean, it. I mean, it even went over my head. <laughs> I'm quite glad these comments didn't get publicly published because I had to remember that I couldn't, if, if before that comment, if someone had said, what were the two, because I remember the, it was. Yeah. I remember you describing me as, as slut in some way. Messy slut, catty dad. Which is so yeah. So yeah. like in, in many different uh, variations. In general, 
I'm like a camp heterosexual dad who's rude to his his daughter's friends. Do you really need and to then, like preface heterosexual? <laughs> yeah, because the point is is that I have like campness, but yeah, still like a heterosexuality. Okay, so you're the dad that comes down when his kids are being too loud and his dressing gowns and his slippers, but <laughs> and so like, what the, the fuck friends. are you wearing, babes? The fuck's one of the friends? <laughs> no, that's what you do. No, though. but if you're gonna, oh yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you're the messy slut. Yeah. And then Nadia El- Eliza said a comment that it's edited which it makes me feel I, don't, I wonder what the first version of this she could said could be a spelling error yeah hopefully but she says this was we didn't talk about the environment in this episode she goes countries will be under sea level in 50 years we that need to wasn't, snap into survival mode now oh right that okay well she, that made it onto the public one because yes, that, that was a public one yeah um, because part of the fun of this is actually that goes into um, my gripe which we can go into um, but part of that is the comments um, I, because I often I check the YouTube comments uh, in order to make sure none of you uh, are slagging me off. <laughs> um, so, but I often you often see seven, yeah. and there'll be six, and that I guess that will be the missing one because YouTube is YouTube is shadow bandit. Um, but that can go into one of my gripes for the week. Of um, so we posted a sketch recently, our Spotify sketch. Mm. Check it out on TikTok and YouTube mm. and Instagram. Yes. Also subscribe to and the Twitter and page. Facebook. Yeah, and subscribe to the Patreon. We need to start doing that yeah. the episode. Um, but in this, so we post sketches regularly now. Um, some of them have done well, and that means you get a lot of comments on TikTok. Sure. TikTok being the one mostly. Um, TikTok's the wildest place because when when it goes well, it does well when it when it does well on Instagram, it's normally familiar faces. Yeah, it's yeah. A, they've got like an identity, so they're normally. Yeah, yeah. But TikTok, it's just anything any, goes. You know, my gripe would be when you do this, the amount of comments we get that say, "I don't know why I found this so funny." Yeah, because it's a comedy sketch. It's going to be a white girl. I'm sorry to say it. They're it always is. white girls. They're, always, They're white girls. always white girls. And one of them, <laughs> I saw one of them on the last one. So we ended it with a Shazam. Yeah, bit. yeah. Um, and it was, I don't know why I found this so so funny, full stop. The Shazam bit, haha. You've answered your own question. Yeah, this is actually something, it's a great gripe, actually. This is something that's happened on any sketch that's done well. We, obviously, when it goes out into stratosphere, it gets, you know, you anyone, like, scum could read. Anyone could watch it. Mm. Um, but... In the tone of voice, you'd be like, river I people. don't know why it's so funny. That's how I imagine yeah. these. That's how I read them. I don't head. know why, why I found this so funny. funny. <laughs> then they'll tag one of their other white Because it's meant to be. Yeah. And it's like, it's these things. You can write that when you're looking at like, um, like Piers Morgan on like Good Morning or like someone like not trying to be funny. Be like, I don't know what's so funny about this. But when it's like, my the, my username's Horatio Gould Comedy. Like we're, it's, it's try- a clue. <laughs> we're just it's scared. a really significant <laughs> point in the right direction. This is what I'm trying to it's do. It's such a bizarre comment. To you make. can say it. For, you can you've... say it for someone who's walking. If you see a man walking down the street, who's just walking, and you're walking with your friends, and you point to him and say, "I don't know why I find him yeah. so funny, but I do." Yeah. But we seem to receive him on every sketch, and we, we we've received a lot of lovely, amazing comments. Thank you very much yeah. for all of the all of the sketches. Yeah. Um. But I and it's the 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 human psychology thing is you focus on the negatives. Mm-hmm. I focus on those every time. <laughs> what do you mean? Because one is like, what do you what do you possibly mean by that? Are you looking at it and you laugh and you feel bad about laughing? Yeah. I don't know why. Well, the clue is because there's like jokes the, in it. The comment su- suggests a kind of guilt about laughing at this. Have we been rude? Have we been racist? No, but the only reason we, I don't know why it's so fi- it's so funny is if we those videos are sincere, but then there's just like something off about it that makes it funny. Yeah. I pff- 
I don't know. But then also, I think I've got three gripes today, actually. Because yeah. okay. the, the second one is what I find amusing about whenever we, we post a uh, sketch on TikTok, Instagram, whatever, is so TikTok particularly, when we when we post a sketch on TikTok and it's doing well and there'll be like 300 comments, I like to read the comments yeah. because I'm a sad man who... No, it's engaging with the... It's engaging with audience, it, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but what I, instead... So for the sketches that I write and star and direct and edit, yeah. uh, co-edit with, I have to type... Every time I want to look at it, I have to type in Horatio Gould. <laughs> um, every time I, every time I want to look at this podcast, <laughs> I have to type in Horatio Gould. And then I look at and the annoying thing is because you send me you send me um, a, a screenshot of a notification from a guy who commented yeah. and I was like that was a revelation to me because I was like holy shit you get notifications because yeah, yeah. for me it's, it's like, like oh shit the sketch person. and yeah. then I have to on TikTok yeah. I have to because when there's 300 comments on a sketch mm. and you checked it last time there was 300 and then the next time there's like 375 yeah I've got to sift through yeah, 375 yeah, yeah, yeah. comments to see the ones I yeah. haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. So I'm scrolling down <laughs> going, well, that's new. Yeah. And I'm looking at the timestamps yeah, yeah. an hour ago. I don't think I checked it an hour ago. Yeah. Okay, oh, that's a laughing react. Okay, I'm into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is my second gripe. Yeah. Um, should I go for my third? Let's do it. Window perverts. Okay. Window perverts who can't mind their own chucking business. Go on. Their own Chuck Norris in bloody blind goddamn business. Okay. Now, are these blonkers over the road? They're blinking blonking over <laughs> all, all around, and it is one of the rudest things I've ever experienced. So, um, many people who live in a city might, um, might uh, agree with this. In a point. grand metropolis. Yeah, look, we're metropolitan <laughs> boys. We're here bringing the noise. Um, we live um, on a. And it's. Okay, I'm going to preface this by this has been a gripe that I have had with people who do it, even though I haven't been the recipient or the victim of people that do it. Okay, interesting. Confusing, weird. How's he going to go with this one? So my gripe is when you're living on a the the ground floor, I guess, or just in a house where there is a window that you can see into of your living room, and when people that walk past yeah. and look yeah. into those living rooms <laughs> like they have a right to see what's going on in there. <laughs> Should be shot, and the reason for we'll that kill them, murder them, <laughs> okay, stab them or shoot them or hang them. What hang? Line them up. Preferably yeah, all three. Okay. No. Yeah. So, right. So it's not necessarily right. Now I I have always made an active effort whenever I have been walking along. Uh, you know when you're walking when a high street becomes residential area. Yeah. And there's obviously going to be a lot of foot traffic moving back and forth in that. Whenever I've seen an open window with a living room, your eye is your eye naturally wanders there. I wonder what that family's like. I wonder what they're watching on TV. I wonder how happy they are. Yeah. Your eye naturally wants to go there, but I've actively stopped myself from looking in there because I imagine what it's like to be that family who are living there and experiencing no need to an endless barrage of that. But now I live in rope. Now I live in London. We're not going to give the address <laughs> away again. Yeah. Now I live in London, who and we are recipients of that. I'm now the victim of it, and. So there are two types of window perverted cunt faces. One of them, <laughs> one of them are the people that walk past and you have an awkward exchange of eye contact. Yeah. Because now what I do, because I work from the living room now, and I'm not going to shut my blinds based no. on what the you people on the street right. are saying. Keep your fucking head saying. Ever you heard of vitamin D? You can't be watching Bradley Wall shouting at the telly while you're working. Exactly. I guess that might be why they're looking into the window. <laughs> you cunt, Bradley! <laughs> you're a shithead! Why are you looking at me? <laughs> That might be one reason why it's happening. <laughs> but 
<laughs> so there were two types of people. The people, right. So when I'm not shouting at it, it's, yeah. I'm just watching and I'm working. So my tactic now, so when everyone, when anyone walks past my window and I see them looking in, sharply turn your head and make aggressive eye contact. <laughs> yeah. And you stare at them. You yeah. stare at them as you've got a short window of time. Yeah. That's the best thing about window watching yeah. from the inside is that you have a very short period of time until they've left your eyesight. So you get two type of people, the, or, the person who you've lots of eye contact with and they awkwardly avert their eyes because they've realized they've done an aggressive transgression that should yeah. be punishable by death. Yeah. Or you get the people who still, who maintain eye contact yeah. until they're out of the sight of the window. That's mental. Serial killers. Okay. Those people should burn in hell. Okay. And it's because it is the audacity. I get it. Your, you, your life might not be going that well. Sure. Stop trying to steal mine. Okay. Okay. So they're trying to see a portal into another world. Uh, t- what's interesting to, to link to this, which is an extreme example that I'd be interested to know your thoughts, is in this area they've got these kind of Victorian bay windows which are kind of prime for creeping in because they're like windows that like jut out onto the it's street. It's like three windows in one. There's three windows and it's like, it's a perfect eye level. It's just very invasive. Um, and also you're sitting at the same level as the street. So it's really, sure. it's not sure. higher, it's not sure. lower. Sure. It really feels, like a basement flat, you really feel like you're creeping. But when they're at the same level, yeah, you yeah. feel like you're like sitting next to each other. Yeah. Um, right by our flat, uh, our house, uh, down the road, whenever I go um, uh, to, to go to the shop, there's this one guy. Do you know who I'm talking about? This guy is mental. So he's got one of these bay windows, and I don't know what he, how he's planned to do this. So he keeps his his blinds open, and it's this sort of it's this fat Asian dude who has like a, a white vest on. Mm, mm. He's like a proper like balding, mm. like kind of like stains on his vest, mm. and I don't know. I think it's his bedroom. And he's got this bed laid out, and he lies on it like like David Brent in when he's doing those cover shoots for his musical act. He lies on it like really sluttily, just like lying there, oh, yeah. like properly. Yeah, yeah. All the windows open at night, mm. so that it's just like lights behind him, dark mm. on the street. You can't mm. when you walk past, you're just shot by him. It looks like he's he's like a, a naturist, like he's like a. <laughs> Like yeah, a performatively yeah. a, nudist. a nudist. He's like a performatively nudist. Um because it's so you walk past and then you can as soon as you feel a face on you, like yeah. the human instinct means that you like you can't help but look. Yeah. He's so he's on the edge of his bed. Yeah. He's not even further back in the room. Yeah. Close to the window as possible. Yeah. And I've only I had to go back across on the other side of the street to check I was at. He's got this tiny TV in the corner of his room, mm. which is basically where the window is, so that he's lying there watching TV. Do you want my opinion on this? Yes. That man is my king. And the reason <laughs> that man is doing the courage as all of us window yeah. pervert deniers <laughs> and haters are trying to do. Yeah. What this what he's saying with that, this is my house. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is my house. I do whatever the fuck I want to do in my house. The tiny TV makes it makes him honestly uh, a martyr for this cause. I'm not even it's watching. Terrifying. It's I'm a not box even TV. Really, what he's doing, he'd much rather be doing something else in the house. He would much rather be maybe cooking a nice meal or watching his large flat screen TV in the other win- in the other room. But what right? he's doing, that's just for moderate entertainment while he progresses the cause. What he's doing, you make eye contact with me, you accept the results of what you fucking see. And he's re- he, yeah, because he's like, it's also his room's completely bare. Which is terrifying. Exactly. There's no posters on the wall. Strike fear in the enemy. <laughs> yeah. 
house light, like the room lights on, no lamps. So it's just like, it's literally like a classroom. The worst lighting. angle on his body possible. Because <laughs> you don't, it's too often, too often. What I think is when I, when, when people walk past the window and me and my flatmates are having a good time and they gawp in, I feel like, how dare you put your fucking, put your eyes into that good time. I want to give you a horrible time. <laughs> yeah. I want to give you the you worst want, You don't want them the to get worst. like, um, kind of happiness, yeah. excess happiness of your own happiness. I want to put, a, I want to put a desk lamp on the floor, shine it upwards and spread my bum hole. That's what I, that's what I want to happen every time. But I don't have the courage that that man has. Because <laughs> you're not. That man he's is older a national than you, fucking he's hero. He's older than you. He's probably like you. Because that's how I'm going to be <laughs> when I'm more fed up with this shit. Well, how's he going to be when he's even older? He's going to be spreading. Because the bumhole desk lamp idea. So just do it, turn one desk lamp directly so it's a spotlight on your gaping asshole. The thing is, I, <laughs> everything else is dark. <laughs> And the lights are up as well. Yeah. So yeah. all you can see is the arsehole. Yeah, all you can see is the arsehole. <laughs> I don't know, because I feel that starts... Because <laughs> that does well, bring in... That brings in interesting things about personal and private. Absolutely. Public and private space. Absolutely. And yeah. And as an ardent communist, I'd say there's no such thing as private space. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, I am committing a hate crime. But this is... I think this is the most capitalist thing about me. <laughs> well, don't look at my fucking house or I'll show you my bum hole. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly no i that is to, to round up to round up that gripe that is i honestly feel like he's doing god's work and i believe one he's he's there's other there's two things that are happening here yeah. one he's familiar with the cause and he's doing it <laughs> and he is our potential leader in the future sure, sure. the second is he just doesn't give a fuck he just doesn't care and either one of those yeah best guy ever it's true um to round to round off the show Oh shit, what's the time? Uh, uh, five minutes past an hour. Okay, cool. Um, do you want to talk about our experience with doing our first sponsored ad? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Um, so, I, I, I have for a long time judged uh, people, comedians. Like, it's a kind of a classic trope is that you, you see like a, a raw, funny creator on the internet and he's just doing things that make it seem like he doesn't need it or anything and just like doing funny videos you engage with it and before you mm. know it he's sending you toothpaste and you're like i feel <laughs> cheated <laughs> and i kind of always yeah. felt like i'd never do that but uh being extremely broke um when amazon came a knocking you know we're talking about ethical companies uh yeah it I, I, I pretend I, like uh, at least for a bit I was like we're not going to do this are we but then we like, had a long we had like we, we, had don't, like we're not, few, don't need this there were a few de- we had like four or five yeah. de- so well just to finish that Amazon offered us yeah. to as they've done with many yeah. comedians yeah. Yeah. like can you who've, who've got a fairly good bit of traction mm-hmm. can you do a sketch yeah. that has something to do with something yeah. on Amazon yeah. Prime and all you have to do is tag Amazon Prime yeah. and say add on it yeah hashtag add yeah but so we had like a I think for maybe three days, we had... And we were like, let's, we ask, had maybe for like, 10, let's ask for a lot of money. 10 conversations yeah. that went, nah, we... Well, well, we, I mean, what were we, but, and we, nah. we were like, there's a price. There's, there's a, always there's a price. price. Let's just, let's rinse... Amazon are rich. And then, like, we asked... I had, like, an asking price that I was going to ask for. And then, like, he offered, like, half of that. Yeah. And... You know, we said we'd never do it, but as soon as he'd offered half of it, we got him up a bit. We were like, we? We're, yeah, but, but from what we started with, <laughs> well, we started with a million did, pounds, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, we did it, and it's only on TikTok. Um, and the sketch was basically the 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 brief was for the ad was to do um, 
a sketch semi-related to something on Prime Video on demand. Uh, let, and we'll then, just I'll preface yeah. that with anything on Prime Video. There is a lot on of demand, not on by Prime. to rent. Not on demand, yeah, but there's still a shitload yeah. of seconds of Netflix. For so that, yeah, that that was kind of cool because they were like, it's an open brief. You don't have to pretend, you know, you, just, you can do you can do a sketch or something. So then we like look through our sketch ideas and we had this one, this mafia sketch you can watch on Instagram and TikTok. We put it on Instagram without an ad and it doesn't really work with the ads because it's no. not, uh, we basically had the sketch about mafia and we're like, right, we've got a, a sketch about mafioso. Is there any mafia film on Prime Video? And the only one we could find was Once Upon a Time in America, which is a three- hour 45 minute Sergio Leone American masterpiece I haven't seen it as I don't think anyone's seen it I know it's one of the best films of all time uh, but no three hours 45 go fuck yourself Sergio I'm not watching that shit <laughs> um, and it was vaguely about mafia and our sketch was very much about like Guido Italians it's a very specific 90s mafia New Jersey Sopranos Goodfellas when the kind of yeah, the values yeah. of the Godfather have kind of collapsed and it's like that's the kind of era we're in this was before even that this is prohibition mafia who are mm. completely different thing so the whole premise of the sketch was us going like oh yeah you fucking yeah hey, don't eat you fucking and yeah. like they're not like that at all they wear flat caps they're they humble because no, no, I haven't even seen the fucking trailer no of course no back in that era have you seen Godfather 2 yeah you know when he arrives in uh, yeah, you know that yeah, kind of vibe okay, yeah, okay. Like, oh that's, yeah they're oh, not, not at all they're not like hey fuck hey, Paulie, they're you like for my family I will do anything you know yeah. it's like a much more so a, instead of loads of slaps yeah. this is but a what, sincere long yeah, yeah, one yeah. And long it, hold. I told him the, the pitch of the sketch and he said that's fine but what was clear is neither of us had seen the film uh, uh, absolutely yeah none of us none, has, of, none uh, of us have seen the film uh, nor anyone had probably yeah. watched it yeah. um, and my well the the fun thing about um, yeah. when because we sat up we dedicated a bit of time to work out what we're going to do for this Amazon yeah. sketch yeah. so I came upstairs to uh, Horatio's room mm. and we sat and we probably spent an hour and a half while I was still working yeah. and we just went through different Amazon Prime videos and tried to work out if how we could impose ourselves into this and we went through about 20 different Amazon Prime videos uh, 50 yeah. a million yeah. loads of different Amazon uh, just and anything that was available on there thinking what can we do with anything yeah. and beforehand just before we'd even started that Horatio went I've got a good idea about a mafia sketch yeah, yeah. where we Which get this about yeah. completely irrelevant and then it went from that to at the end of it should we just do the mafia one yeah. tag so once upon a time in Hollywood time. Um, but my favourite thing about the sketch is that is the least successful thing we have done in since we've been moved to London. Yeah. And it is the only sketch we've been paid for for money. Well, it's the least successful on TikTok. It did pretty well on Instagram. But on yeah, no, TikTok, no, 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 no. Yeah. But in in Instagram is different. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Because Instagram was nice because right. we could release the sketch in its or, or, organity. Yes. In its authenticity. But... So we got good views on, on on Instagram, but we didn't have to put the hashtag ad. And that is literally the only thing we posted for a very long time that has got such minimal views. And yeah. that's the only thing we'd be paid for. Yeah. And what's funny is like, uh, you know, I was having an area about Amazon. I, 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 I mean, I, I disagree with a lot of uh, things Amazon does, but uh, I order from them and I have no moral. I, there's no, there's only, I, I only have like a cerebral um a difference to Amazon. I don't have any practical. Yeah, like, yeah. I've never ever even. I mean, it's like it's like vegetarianism. Like, I agree with that. I've never even considered. I've never Jumping even considered. Yeah. Never even considered yeah. boycotting or anything. Crikey, we got but to the stage in life where what veganism is, is synonymous. Because I mean, not delivering from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so some people it is. Um, 
you know, a, a couple of the ideas, Adam, the, 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 the dream ideas, what we wanted was that we were like Jeff Bezos' sex slaves. Yeah. And it was like his bald shiny head and we're like in a, in a dungeon and we're like wrapped in leather. And, and he'd like, shout, <laughs> do me a sketch, do me a sketch about this latest film. Yeah, yeah. And we'd come up with something. At Prime Video UK. Yeah. Um, but and what's fascinating see Jeff Bezos' bald head slightly yeah. creepy to the shot and then trying to get, and then get out I'm not saying that it's a coincidence I'm not either I'm, we're not saying it's a coincidence neither am I um, nor is anyone because when we when we posted our first ever 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 ad ever. for a big company when we Amazon, associated ourselves with Amazon we, for the for first we've never done anything how long was that sketch? Any, it was 30 seconds 28 seconds when we when Boys Gone Wild associated themselves with Amazon for 30 seconds no more, no less. Yeah. We did it literally the first time we ever done it. I've seen friends do it for years. Uh, creators do it for years. This is the mm. first jump we ever made. It's quite a big deal for like, you know, realizing that I need money and I'm going to have to sell my soul a little bit. Put it out. Uh, a week later, Jeff Bezos resigns from Amazon, which is huge news. in the Because the, the, you, ra you rarely get these kind of behemoths of like tech to resign. That's quite a big thing. Elon Musk hasn't resigned. I don't think Bill Gates. Bill no. Gates is sort of semi still. You know, Steve Jobs is pretty much going well, to be get us, If you get us doing some and then con Jeff sponsored Bezos, content for Microsoft the, or yeah. Tesla. Yeah, maybe, maybe. We'll bring him down. Well, I'm just saying, it's like, there was, what is there hilarious. was no indication that Bezos was going to leave Amazon. It was quite a strange move. We have managed, managed <laughs> to both sell out and stick to Take our down. core values of bringing out <laughs> the big behemoths of yeah. industry. There, it, you can't deny that we, we literally work with Amazon for the first time ever. and a For week less later, than 30 seconds. For less than 30 seconds. And a week Jeff later, Bezos, Bezos is like, I'm not, uh, this company's gone to shit. <laughs> now, I, I mean, is that to do with the poor quality of the content? <laughs> Maybe. Is that to do with him not being able to associate himself with such a radical podcast as Boys Gone Wild? Probably. Most, most likely. likely. Most likely. Most likely. Yeah. But what we're doing, if you see us do any more ads yeah. in the future, sure. is we are, although yeah. we're, we're trying to, we're both simultaneously sustaining our own lifestyles whilst also bringing down the things that um, are, are funding us. So if you guys, uh, if anyone has any money at all yeah. and wants us to sponsor anything, we've realized that our price is uh, embarrassingly low. Embarrassingly low. <laughs> As in. I mean, conceptually, I've, I've, I never thought I'd be asked to do any sort of sponsored ad ever. But, and I, I always imagined if I was, that it would be a high price. I've been, I've been really shocked. How little, how little, how little money. I think it's just more that the the idea that someone wanted us to make anything. I because, would have done it for do you know free. What, do you know what? Because no, because we could have a discussion about this. Because I like because so, part about the good thing, right? So with with that Amazon right. Prime, right? Let's <laughs> right. let's get down to brass tacks. Right, and just putting a serious voice. Right, right. With the Amazon Prime thing, is the positive thing that they're doing in their advertising campaigns. Obviously, all advertising is essentially corrupt in this way. But whatever. Other than There's no ethical other consumption than the Other than for Gaviscon, please get in touch with us. We're st I'm still Oh, waiting. we would do that for free. Andrew, no, we wouldn't do that for Andrew free. Cohen, we wouldn't do that for free. AndrewCohen3 at gmail.com. <laughs> Drop me an email. We'll absolutely be on it. 100%. Well, yeah, well, I, I kind of do it for free anyway. Yeah. Um, but with the Amazon one, there is. it was nice that it was like, just do what the fuck you want. Do a sketch. Yeah. And then just all you have to do is tag Amazon Prime yeah. in it. 
And I know there's kind of like, it, it seems like an immoral thing that's coming from the back of it because even tagging Amazon Prime seems as a, a whole host of, a whole host yeah, of yeah. issues that we're going to get with. But the fact that there is a there there's an authenticity in it we can do a sketch yeah which we would have done anyway which we would have done we We were gonna do that sketch anyway but what we did was tag amazon prime what this now sounds like is a post-rationalization which is what it is yeah we could call it the post-rationalization pod the post-rationalization special but yeah uh cool thank you for listening um to remember to subscribe to us on patreon we do a bonus episode every single week without fail so far for a, uh, a long while um we'll see you next week you want anything to say uh thank you cool <laughs> all right <laughs> <Next week. laughs>